what's going on guys welcome back to another antler and feather co podcast the podcast for new and adult onset hunters my name's vince i'm your host and on this show i a newer and experienced hunter bring on people who know a whole hell of a lot more about hunting than i do and as i ask them questions and i learn new things i just want to pass that info right along to you guys so for starters just a reminder you guys got a little bit of Uh, maybe 15 days now or so to get signed up for the AFCO Best Buck Championship. Guys, if you killed a buck this year, get signed up for that. It's totally free for you. We've got a bunch of really great prizes, and I'm going to show a couple of them to you right now. So for starters, if you are the number one AFCO Best Buck Champion of this year, you're going to receive the AFCO Best Buck Championship Belt. You are also going to receive a brand new Buzzard Roost saddle from Buzzard Roost Saddles and a new set of gas bowstrings from Adams Precision Archery. If you come in second, we decided to partner with a couple more cool companies. If you come in second, you're also going to get a couple bags of coffee from Our Grounds Coffee Co. as well as a cool prize package that I got right here from our new partner, More Innovations. So from them, you're going to get one of these sweet grenade pen holders. I use mine uh, at work every day. It's really cool. Um, You're also going to get the five arrow pocket quiver. Um, This thing is just an awesome thing to have with you at the range or for 3D shoots. Uh, I've been using mine a lot. I really love it. You're also going to get the wall mount. This is going to go mounted onto your wall, however high or low you need it. And it can hold your arrows and whatever else you want to put in there. If you guys kill a buck or you little guys kill a buck on a youth tag, you're going to win a Woodhaven Intimidator Grunt Call. You are also going to win, this is so cute, the miniature Antler and Feather Co. Best Buck Championship Belt. And then, what else we got? We also got a couple Edible Outdoors Cook Hats. And all of those youth prizes are courtesy of Edible Outdoors Cook, who is also a great partner and a great, great Instagram page to follow. So those are some of the things you guys are going to win. You need to get signed up right away. You're running out of time, so get in on that. Secondly, I want to thank everybody who has gone on to antlerfeatherco.com, picked out some gear. I really appreciate it. Um, It's just been awesome to see the support for that. So thank you guys again for that. All right, now I got all that stuff cleared out so I don't knock it all over and ruin it. (laughs) We're going to share a couple friends of the show with you guys. We're going to start with Buzzard Roost Saddles. Um, What do do I got to tell you guys about Buzzard Roost? They are American-made. They support military and law enforcement and first responders. Um, They're just super, super comfortable. They're very adjustable. I loved sitting in mine all year last season. Um, You need to get your butt into one. Use code AAFP10 if you want to try one out for yourself. That'll save you 10% on your very own Buzzard Roost Saddle. Now, the official coffee, the official coffee, got it right here. The official coffee of the Antler and Feather Co. podcast is Our Grounds Coffee Co. Ed makes some great coffee. My favorite is Roastevelt. I'm really excited. They've got color phase coming some sometime soon here. Um, that's going to be more of a light roast. If you're into the dark roast coffee, you're going to love Muley Mayhem. So use code all caps AFCO and save yourself 15% on your coffee order from Our Grounds Coffee Co. 
and one of our new, new friends of the show. He's not a new friend to me, but he's a new partner to the show. We have partnered with More Innovations. More Innovations is a really great 3D printing company. They uh, kind of cater to the guys who are doing their own bow work at home. He's got a lot of cool cradles and caddies and all these cool things to hold all your tools, your thread, um, your arrows. No matter what you need, they've got it. And if they don't, you just reach out. And Kyle is a wizard, and he can make whatever you need. They're not necessarily a custom company, but I've, I've seen Kyle whip up some pretty cool stuff. So go check out what More Innovations has to offer if you use code AFCO10, that is going to save you 10% on your order for more innovations. All right, guys. So this week we're going to talk all things turkey. Um, I'm getting pretty excited about turkey season. I know it's still kind of far away, but it's close enough that I am just getting overly pumped for it. Uh, our guests this week, we're going to just get lost talking turkey. We're going to talk about making turkey calls. We're going to talk about just turkey hunting, different situations we may run into or have run into in the turkey woods. Um, our guest has also just kicked off his very own turkey call company. Um, he, I, I bought one of his turkey calls from him, and let me tell you, it is top-notch. Um, I'm not saying this because he's a guest on the show. I'm not saying this for any reason other than I got that call in, and of all of the pot calls I have ever used, this thing kicks ass. It has uh, just a great range from nice and soft and sweet tone to it can get loud and raspy. He, uh, he's doing it right. Whatever he's doing over there, he's making some very good calls. All right, guys. So please help me welcome to the show, Trevin Beatty of Beatty Custom Calls. Trevin, how are you doing today, man? I'm doing well. Uh, long day at work, but I just got home, started putting together some more calls actually. So that's awesome. It seems like you were hard, hard at work uh, getting Beatty Customs calls up and going. How long have you been doing this now, formally? <laughs> formally, I mean, I still like to think I'm pretty informal, but <laughs> honestly... When did you call it Beatty Custom Calls and, and uh, actually start selling? Like a month ago, Yeah, maybe. Yeah, not long at all. It's been It's been quite the journey already. I got a lot of friends that turkey hunt, and so I was just like, maybe, maybe this will kind of create some traction but yeah i never knew it'd kind of take off like this i'm pretty pumped about it well i mean so just full disclosure guys i found him i i was actually listening to just one outdoors that's where i found trevin and i reached out to him um because as you guys know just one myself and then tactical approach outdoors we've kind of been throwing around the idea of a public land challenge in missouri and uh I know that Trevin is one of just one. I know Austin, I know you're going to try to leverage him for our, our competition. So I am trying to actually go out and poach him from you. Um, I actually, I, I reached out to Trevin and I had him, uh, I had him make me a call. Um, I was looking for a specific sound and, uh, I, I, I like to run a glass, a crystal call, which is very punchy. Um, the Woodhaven cherry crystal, it's very loud. It, it's got, it's just a great call, but I wanted something softer and originally I was looking for slate and, uh, Trevin recommended, um, he ended up making me a ceramic call, um, which is something I've never used before. And my God, guys, let me tell you, he may, you, you say this has been going for like real for like a month, dude, your calls sound like you've been making them your entire life for years and years. Like they're excellent, excellent calls. So I appreciate that. Yeah. So if you guys are in the market for a new pot call, don't let that like one month thing, don't let that f play around in your head. This guy's making legitimate 
great calls and they look awesome. Um, not only do they sound great, they feel great in the hand. They look really nice. And just the way that you have the bases, the bases on them, there's like that little, like a lip almost in it and your fingertips fit just perfectly in there. It It's, it's awesome, man. I really, really love it. Yeah, I appreciate that, man. Uh, yeah, we kind of went through, I say we, I kind of went through some design changes, um, kind of with the base. I don't know if you can see it really well. This used to be the original. This was mm-hmm. actually like the second call I ever made. It's a, uh, I think it's a carbon fiber. No, that's not it. This one right here. Carbon fiber with a crystal uh, top. Nice. And I mean, yeah, I kind of talked to my parents and they were like, you need to get a little more professional if you're going to start <laughs> selling these. And uh, luckily enough, I got a buddy that I work with and he actually goes to school down here in an engineering department and uh, he's got the hookup for a laser engraver. Yeah. So that's been, yeah, I've been, I've been using that quite a bit he's he's been really gracious with letting me use that so well hopefully i mean i'm these calls guys they they really really do sound excellent and hopefully you'll make enough money off and buy your own laser engraver soon because i'm serious i love mine my family is they've got to be just driven nuts you know between me messing around on that one getting used to it messing with all the tones and hitting it with different strikers um and then that and mouth calls and just it's i'm sure they're they're tired of it <laughs> we're not even yeah. we're close to turkey season but we're not that close so. yeah my wife is already she's i mean put me in the separate bedroom to make these calls <laughs> i used to make them in our kitchen and she was like yeah, yeah. this isn't happening anymore so yeah. <laughs> well we're gonna have to gonna have to get yourself a new shop then i think absolutely that's a, it's time to ask her for that <laughs> so how excited are you for turkey season we had talked off camera uh you said you're in oklahoma um what are your what are your plans for turkey season yeah i mean i'm pumped i'm already starting to lose sleep and it's <laughs> i mean just we're barely in the middle of february yeah so i mean I'm, I think making these calls has made me a lot. I mean, I'm always excited about turkey season. Don't get me wrong, but making these calls and just watching videos and I mean, everything has just got me so fired up. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. I've, I've honestly, my wife is like, it's just a turkey. Like, and I'm Uh -uh. like, hold on, hold (laughs) on. I love you, but you got to take that back. (laughs) Um, yeah, I mean. I've been doing it all my life. And so it's just this time of year. It gets exciting. It's starting to get warmer. Birds are going to start gobbling soon. So I'm yeah. going to be, but plans for hunting in Oklahoma. I mean, I've kind of been networking, um, trying to find some places. There's a few public land places I'm going to try, but I mean, I'm going to start scouting them here pretty soon. But one of my buddies, uh, the same buddy that has the, uh, laser engraver grant, mm-hmm. he is, uh, his grandpa has some land. Um, he's kind of undisclosed, but he's not a hunter. And so that's, uh, he said there's a lot of Turkey out there. And so I'll be the, I'll be the judge of that, but I'm really excited. It's actually perfect. You got a buddy who has land, but doesn't hunt because then you're not in competition with him at all. Exactly. (laughs) You can just take the spot. Yeah. And honestly, this past deer season, I got one of my other buddies from work his grandpa has land too, but I didn't have anywhere to deer hunt. And so I was like, Hey, do you want to start 
maybe going hunting with me or do you want to buy a bow? And he bought everything, bought a bow, started shooting and he's in love with hunting now. And so, I mean, just, yeah, I, I think that's what I enjoy the most. I mean, it's great to have places to go now, but I mean, getting people fired up about hunting season like I am, I mean, I have a few buddies from church that are pumped about hunting, but I mean, I, in Missouri, I had everybody that was my friend was a hunter. And so, um, so yeah, I'm going to try to try to kill a Rio down in Oklahoma and then I'm going to be making frequent trips to Missouri. Um, my family has property up in Lebanon, Missouri, which is about an hour North of, uh, Springfield. Um, and that's where I've done a majority of my turkey hunting growing up and yeah there's quite a few birds out there but i haven't spent much time this year obviously since the move and yeah. getting married but i mean i'm excited I've, I've got a lot of hope that i'll i hope i can see some birds that's all i care about <laughs> yeah i feel you man I, I know how that goes i'm uh I'm going to try to branch out this year. Uh, we're Obviously, I have my two tags for Iowa, um, first season and fourth season. And then after first in Iowa, I've got a tag for second season Illinois. So mm. I, I live right on the Illinois-Iowa border. Um, so that's why when everyone's like, oh, you're from Iowa, the deer hunting must be great. I'm like, I'm not from that part of Iowa. <laughs> like, we still have some really, really good deer up here, but yeah. not not like the classic Iowa, but yeah, so I'm going to hop over to Illinois. Um, I've got a few options over there. Um, and then hopefully if things work out correctly, I'm meeting up with the just one guys and Austin from tactical approach. Mm -hmm. And you know that, I think that'd be really fun. Um, so you're more than welcome to join our team. If you want to meet us in Missouri, (laughs) if we end up doing that, um, I'll actually pay you. And uh, (laughs) he's like, Oh, well, sorry. Just one. Yeah. But yeah, I've, I've got that. And then there's just a handful. I've met so many people um, through this show and through Instagram and stuff that are like, hey, come on out. And it's like, it's just a matter of navigating kids and time. And, yeah. you know, unfortunately, turkey season is such a short season that it does make it difficult to kind of travel around. At least with yeah. deer season, you got a couple months to work with. And turkey just isn't like that. So, yeah. And I mean, I think that's kind of where I was. I had all these aspirations of trying to you know, go kill a Merriam this year too. My, my dream is to kill a a grand slam first and then, you know, the world slam. But I mean, yeah, like you're saying, the season's just too short. I mean, I think I'm starting to make a few plans for next Turkey season with my cousin to go to Florida and maybe kill an Osceola. And, uh, I mean, yeah, I, I better just stick to Rio's and Easterns for now (laughs) and not get too ambitious. My wife is already like, so how how long are you going to be turkey hunting for? And I'm like, <laughs> I don't know. The past two years, I've taken off almost every day of each of the three weeks that we had in yeah. Missouri. Yeah, but, yeah. Your guys is yeah. your guys's season or Missouri's anyway um, is kind of different because in Missouri it's just like three straight weeks, isn't it? Like yeah, you don't, it's three. Why is yeah. it? Do you know why it's like that and it's not broken down into different seasons like no. a bunch of other states? Honestly, I have no idea. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I mean, if I, I'm also kind of curious about why we we can only hunt until one o'clock in Missouri too. Yeah, um, which is I've never understood that, but um, I, I don't so, know if it's something to do with um, you know the time of year for the gobblers to be. You know, if it's just three straight weeks and then giving them a full 
you know, year's break, but I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, I had heard, cause I think Illinois might be that way too. Um, I had heard that the one o'clock thing has something to do, and this could be completely wrong. So guys, if it is wrong, let me know, just reach out. And so I don't say it ever again, but <laughs> I had heard it's got something to do with, uh, hunt them in the morning and then giving them time to actually just be birds because we are hunting them, you know, right for lack of a better term during their rut, you know, they're trying yeah. to breed. And if, you know, if we're chasing them all day long and they don't get a chance to actually interact with real hens, well, mm. then we don't have any poults. So exactly. Uh, if that's not the right answer, it sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll go with it. Yeah. But, that's um, what I'm going to go with. <laughs> but Hey man, before we get into the actual, uh, meat and potatoes of the show, I'm going to stop, say a quick prayer and then yeah. we'll hop into the actual questions. Okay. Sweet. All right. Lord Jesus. Um, I, I thank you for for just allowing me to wake up today. Um, I come before you again, um, just a dirty sinner that has nothing to offer you. Um, I, I there's no reason that you should love me. There's no reason that you should have given come down to earth and and given your life for me. Um, but you did, and um, you. By coming down, I mean, that that's the greatest act of love the world has ever and will ever see. And um, so we, we just thank you so much for that. You um, you created, the Father created such an amazing world. Um, creation is just, there's so much to enjoy and to love about it. And um, we, we only get to enjoy it because of you, Jesus. And uh, so we want to thank you for that. Uh, Jesus, I want you to use this podcast um before anything else, just to to reach your people, um, to save people, to um, get you in front of as many people as, as you can. So use this as your tool first. And then as we talk about hunting and all the great things that you've created that we get to enjoy, um, you know, a- after after you use this for your purposes, then, then be with us in this conversation. Allow us to have a fun conversation. Um, and I also want to thank you for Trevin taking the time out to come hang out with me and talk to me about something that we both just love almost more than anything. Um, I, I just thank you for him and his life. I thank you for um, what you've done for him in terms of his call company and that taken off. And um, he's making some really great stuff. And again, none of this would be possible without you. So we just ask that you would be with us the rest of this conversation. And um, we ask all this in your great name. Amen. Amen. Awesome. Okay, dude. So it's a hunting show. So I've got to ask you first and foremost, what is your hunting background? How did you get into hunting? You'd mentioned you've been doing it your whole life. Um, so what did that look like? What, what got you hooked into the hunting game? Yeah. I mean, so (laughs) I was pretty blessed, um, to be honest, growing up, my dad and grandpa hunted. I mean, I remember when I was a little kid, just them coming home with their animals. And I mean, I even have pictures on my phone of me as a toddler, you know, holding dead doves, you know, standing with my dad's deer and turkey. And I mean, just that's all I really knew growing up. And I'm very thankful. Uh, Hunting has turned out to be, you know, my, my passion. And I'm very thankful, uh, you know, for the opportunity to pursue that, you know, and, you know, just, in all honesty, to glorify the Lord through, you know, using his creation to 
tell others how good he is. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that's been a big blessing. Um, but yeah, I started turkey hunting when I was six years old. I think back, I think it still is. I think six years old is, you know, the youngest you're able to, I don't know if they've changed it or not. Um, but yeah, I killed my first turkey when I was six. Remember that hunt, like the back of my hand, um, every detail. And that was pushing 20 years ago. Um, yeah. And just, I've had a, had a very successful turkey hunting career and, you know, I thank God for that. But, you know, my dad and grandpa, they really paved the way to, you know, teach me, set me up in the right spots growing up to make it fun. Um, and yeah, I mean, it, it was, it was awesome, but I've hunted everything, you know, deer, turkey, ducks, geese, I mean, dove, just about any pheasant hunting in Kansas. I mean, we've, we've done it all and that's kept it pretty fun, um, for me, honestly. So. Yeah. So you're just a hunter through and through. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kinda, I kind of sometimes feel like I've got the big, I've got the big ones covered. You know, I, I hunt turkey, I hunt deer. Uh, I do a little small game, but you know, I always have people, Hey, do you, have you duck hunted? Do you goose yeah. hunt? Do you, uh, you know, this and that. And there's just so many things to hunt. I'd love to get into waterfowl. I've heard it's great. It seems like everybody that does it just goes bonkers over it. My yeah. only apprehension is it seems like it's extremely expensive. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, oh, yeah. my hobbies right now are already like pushing it. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So I'm kind of scared to get into, try to go duck hunt and be like, oh, this is the greatest. And then all of a sudden it's like, hey, I need to, you know, spend 50,000 more dollars on, on stuff. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And I mean, it, it's kind of rough for me i got into bass fishing and duck hunting yeah. kind of like heavily around like the same time and i mean both of those are just stupid expensive to oh, get into yes. i mean you can keep it cheap but that's no fun i mean you can only keep of... it cheap for so long yeah is the thing honestly and i mean if i'm being honest it's a lot of fun to spend money on the, <laughs> yeah. the cool stuff <laughs> yeah i mean i can't yeah. worry about that but i mean yeah yeah, so I mean, I've I've hunted just about everything you can think of, unless you know you go out west, which that's that's on the bucket list too. But yeah, yeah for sure, tur- turkey hunting's the living the dream right there. So oh yeah, yeah. There's there's nothing quite like it, at least for what I've done. Um, in terms of just like like we were talking about off camera, um, deer hunting's great, um, and I'm sure waterfowl hunting's great. Um, small game hunting can be a lot of fun, but there's nothing like you making a noise with your mouth or with a call, whatever it is. And having that animal not just react to you, like you can rattle in or grunt a buck and have them come, but to actually like you talked to that bird and that bird, you have convinced a wild animal that you are a wild animal and that thing is coming to you. Yeah. And just the interaction and the conversation, like you're literally talking to this thing. And I mean, there's just nothing more exciting to me than that. No, in all honesty, I think that's what draws me to turkey hunting more than anything else is the communication of you and the animal. Like some of the most fun that I've had turkey hunting is just chatting back and forth with a hen. Yeah. Because that's just like, wow, I don't know what we're saying, but we're holding a conversation (laughs) right now. And... I mean, that's what's, that's, what's neat is, wow. Okay. Like this isn't supposed to like, 
you know, in the world, this isn't supposed to happen. Me in a wild animal having a conversation, right. but it is, right. and it's exhilarating. And then a big gobbler coming in, just answering your every call. There's oh, yeah. nothing like that. Yeah. But you know, it's funny too. You know, if you really think about it, you have you you have your you know, your professional callers, your grand national champion guys that are really good at it. Mm-hmm. And they say, you know, this Yelp done this way is saying this. And when you cluck and purr and blah, 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 this is what it's, but it's like, we obviously don't really know what we're saying. Yeah. We have a, you know, guys have a general idea. They know how to communicate. They know that when I make these noises, this is a reaction I get, but that's an interesting thing. If you were able to somehow tap into that Turkey's head, like, what am I actually saying? Like you yeah. could be, you could be, you know, Hey, big Tommy, come on <laughs> over. Or you could be like, you're a bitch. <laughs> you know? yeah. like, and that, you know, are you fighting with the hen is, or the, or the Tom, like, you know, what exactly are we saying here? Yeah. But <laughs> yeah. And I think like, from what I've heard, the most common, like the Yelps and the clucks kind of all mean the same thing. Like, Hey, I'm over here. Like I'm excited, you know? I don't know why I'm excited, but I'm excited. (laughs) And so, yeah, I don't know. I think there's been a few times where I've turned off a few gobblers by, you know, (laughs) saying the wrong things. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and that's an interesting thing too about, you know, you get in that conversation or you could be, I mean, you know, as well as anybody, um, you could be hitting a specific type of call and doing everything you can with a particular glass call or something or a mouth call and then you just switch it. And then all of a sudden, bah, there they are. And yeah. It's like, they aren't even that far away. And it's like, they, they obviously were hearing all that and they wanted nothing to do with it. Yeah. You change that tone slightly and all of a sudden there he is. Now he's fired up. You know, yeah. that's, that's one of the more interesting things because while I can detect slight variances in tone on different calls, like obviously you can tell a, a big difference between a mouth call and a glass call or mm. a slate call or a box call. Like, they have their own thing, but the, the just the the fact that I can't tell that it sounds all that much different, and it's just it's very odd that yeah the slightest little change in tone your cadence is the same. Mm-hmm. Usually, I mean mine is because I'm just not that good at it yet. But <laughs> it's it, it it is funny that it doesn't take much to fire them up. You know? Yeah, yeah, and I mean that's one thing I've started to learn more as I've started hunting on my own, you know, apart from my dad and grandpa Yeah, is cadence is everything. Like, you know, people have that perfect, like <laughs> cluck, 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 you know, back to like just yep. that sequence that everybody knows. Yeah. But I think that's what gives away more hunters than anything is just the consistency in your yelps that not all hints sound that way. I mean, yeah. And that's one thing that I've learned these past few years is these hens could sound like trash and be a real hen. I mean, you can be convinced that that's a hunter and it's a, you know, a hen just, you know, walking through the (laughs) field. And I mean, kind of going back to what you're saying about, you know, different calls. I mean, there was, I remember one year there was a situation, birds on the roost and I had a glass call and I was just quietly trying to yelp and cluck to get them to gobble on the roofs nothing and then i switched to my ceramic call they start hammering immediately yeah. and i i don't understand but i don't think i'm supposed to understand and i think that's what's fun about it <laughs> well yeah i mean that part of it is kind of you know it, it's like it's like anything else any other type of hunting like there comes a point where 
if you take some of the mystery away from it or a certain amount of it, like hunting just would not be the same. Yeah. Like it's, it's good that we know that different tones work at different times, Mm -hmm. different, different types of calling work at different times. Um, and that's all we really need to know. Um, you, you know, you strip any more of that away and then it's, there's just no mystery, no fun to it. Exactly. Um, and yeah, kind of talking about, you had mentioned, you know, real hens, the way they sound. My Tom last year, uh, I, I got him on opening day and I had that exact thing happen. I, I heard, I was trying, I was working this bird and he worked out into a field from the timber. And all of a sudden I hear just this like, bah, bah, bah. it was yeah. terrible. And I was like, my gosh, there's a hunter on the other side of the field. He saw her. He can't call. He's going to spook the bird. Um, and he just, he's calling too much, you know, like yeah. he's just yeah, yeah, yeah. over and over nonstop. I'm like this dude, like, you know, it sounds terrible, you know, because I, I'm also a newer hunter and it's public land, man. Mm-hmm. You, you show up, you do what you do. And you know, this hunter that I thought was there doesn't know I'm there and it could be a brand new guy that just doesn't know. But I'm sitting there just furious because it's like opening day. I'm pumped. I'm working a bird and I hear this other guy just will not stop yelping. And I'm talking like minutes of just constant. And I'm like, dude, what in the heck? Well, here comes a group of six hens. And it was the worst sounding (laughs) hen I've ever heard in my life. And it was a real hen. Yeah. And, you know, it, it makes you question, like, when we all, you know, we worry about practicing with our calls, making sure we sound right, making sure we get cadence right. And it's like, how important really is that? Because the real hen, and maybe that's the magic of it, because a real hen sounded nasty to me. Maybe that's why sounding nice and sweet is what's enticing to the gobbler, because he's like, oh, it's not that nasty chick over there. This one sounds hot. You know? Yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. But. Yeah. Honestly, I don't know. I think it's, but it could be maybe they're just so used to those birds being around and, you know, he hears her and he's just like, eh, whatever, yeah. you know, that's so-and-so, but I don't know. I've, I've never been inside the mind of a turkey. I think it'd be yeah. really neat, but I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's another thing I've wondered about turkeys too, is like, you would think, you know, these turkeys are together all year round. So they, I'm sure, you know, I've heard they get to know each other. They know each other's voices for lack of a better term. And then you come in the picture and you're brand new. Now, I wonder why in that Tom's mind, and maybe this does happen. Maybe this is something that happens more than we realize, but I would think that you'd be like, what, what is that? I haven't heard that all year long. Like who, that's not anybody from around here. You would think that they would recognize that, but I mean, Time and time again, guys go in and kill turkeys. So maybe it's just like, oh, they're my, you know, maybe a turkey moved into town. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. But- I don't know. Um, I think the biggest reason for that, honestly, is I don't know, because I had a few experiences with um, birds, kind of like you were saying, uh, not uh, here, one second, kind of going back, different calling in different situations birds don't know who i am um but i think i don't know if it's like a territorial thing or if it can boil down to you know kind of like deer in the rut like what there's a woman over here somewhere i need to find her you know (laughs) where where is she but 
Yeah. So what kind of what kind of hunter are you in the turkey woods? Myself, <laughs> I'm I'm very much a hundred percent public land running gun. Um, public land strictly because I don't have private land in Iowa available. Um, I will be hunting some private in Illinois, so tactics may change. But I really love running gun. I can't I can't sit in a blind personally. But what's your favorite type of hunting for turkey? Yeah, I'm a, I'm definitely a run and gun guy. I used yeah. to be sit in a blind or sit until like 10 o'clock and then go look for a bird, but mm-hmm. that got old really quick. Um, yeah. but yeah, I'm a, I'm a run and gun guy. I, you know, ever since there's something about chasing the gobble, you know, that's yeah. exhilarating. And I think that's more natural when it comes to you know, turkey communication is the hen goes to the gobbler. Yeah. And, you know, I found a lot more, you know, not even successful hunts necessarily, you know, killing a bird, but successful hunts in the way of getting birds to answer back, you know, come within decent range, you know, or, you know, just getting them fired up by chasing them. And I mean, there, I've, I've had those situations where I've, called sat by a tree didn't do anything for an hour and a bird comes up and you know yeah. silent and kill a bird that way but uh yeah running gun is just too much fun to you know not to not do right so i'm assume you're not you could be one of those magical ninjas who run and guns with a bow um but are you you primarily shotgun for turkey yeah or? yeah i'm a i'm a shotgun turkey hunter i what's, what's your favorite turkey gun uh, so I have, oh goodness gracious, I've used, my dad had an 1187, that just turkey killing machine, Yeah. <laughs> but I got a, uh, a Winchester SXP in, um, it's the waterfowl edition, but it's in bottomland camo. And yeah. I mean, the first time using that gun, um, I actually didn't kill the first bird with that gun. I took a kid youth hunting and he, um, he used my gun. There was a, I was using the long beard XR choke by Carlson and there was a, it was like six 45 in the morning. So right at shooting time and five gobblers just run up, you know, and there's a little bush and I had three and a halfs in, I don't use I don't use three and a half anymore. How but, old was this kid? Uh, he was like twelve, thirteen. He was young, but he was you know he was big enough to handle it. Okay. And um, <laughs> so I give it give him the gun, and I'm he's like it's kind of through the bush, but I can see him. And I'm like, you're gonna push, you're gonna punch through that bush, you're gonna kill that bird. <laughs> yeah. And he did. That bird was like thirty yards away. He smoked that bird, and yeah, that was the end of that. Yeah. But yeah. So what's your favorite what's your favorite way to uh locate turkeys when you're running and gunning? Are you uh are you uh do you have one call that you kinda tend to use more often than than not, or do you just owl, crow, whatever the hell you can think of in the moment? Honest it's it's varied a lot these past few years. I have been primarily like an owl owl guy. Um yeah. I love to hoot. I started just using my mouth. I think that's a lot of fun, but yeah, uh, it it annoys my wife like nobody's business. <laughs> just doing it around the house and that's um, turkey hunting. <laughs> yeah, honestly, and I uh, um, there was 
another youth season, a different youth season that I could not, there were these three birds that me and this kid were chasing around this one property all day. Like they would just go in a circle. We would chase them in a full circle and like, I would try to like cut quick to get them to gobble just to find them. Nothing yeah. was working except for a crow call. And so I'd hit the crow call and then they'd gobble and then they wouldn't gobble at anything else. And then an hour and a half later, crow call, they'd be 50, 60 yards past where I thought they were. <laughs> yeah. And so it was, that was a, a pretty annoying experience if I'm being honest. Uh, but it was a lot of fun. Those birds were fun to chase. We ended up killing one of them, you know, during regular season or two of them during regular season. Um, yeah. And then just those quick cuts. I like to use this. Uh, oh, the I'm not sponsored by Woodhaven, obviously, but the Woodhaven uh, um, Ninja. Um, I don't know if it's Ninja, the, Ninja Hammer. Hammer. Yeah, yeah, that's what I I love that. That yeah. is my favorite mouth call. That's what I killed my bird last year on. That's what yeah. I finished it with. Oh, yeah. that I mean, that is one of the best made mouth calls I think I've ever used. Absolutely. Um, and yeah, I I would like I was at this new property and I could not like figure out these birds, and then I would cut with that thing, and then one would gobble just out oh, of yeah. nowhere. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to carry this call for the rest of my life. Yeah. And, <laughs> you know, and then they're, they're a little copperhead, you know, the one that just super soft. I've used that and love that call. Um, you know, this isn't paid, uh, this isn't a paid advertisement by Woodhaven, but I really, yeah, not yet. Else. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, if I'm being completely honest, I've used my truck's uh, horn got him to gobble that way really yeah <laughs> yeah i don't recommend that all the time but yeah i was well i i needed to and it worked sometimes you just gotta shock them you yeah. know if that's if that's what works that's what works exactly <laughs> you know and they'll gobble at i mean i've and this isn't me but thunder and i mm -hmm. i mean i get i can just figure out where they are by that and that works really well and i mean that doesn't give away my position at all either but right. I've used just about anything you could use, honestly. Yeah. Have you ever, uh, have you ever bow hunted for them? Have you shot one with a bow? So I've never killed one with a bow, but <laughs> I have, it was in the fall uh, and I was like 13 years old. I just started bow hunting. I, <laughs> there's a group of like 15 hens that are traveling just perfect 30 yards away and i'm shaking like a leaf because i didn't expect to see any turkey yeah and they just walk right past and i shoot just right over the back i think i might <laughs> hit a few feathers but yeah yeah i mean i i want to start bow hunting for turkey um but i'd like to get that shotgun kill out of the way before i start doing that and then that turns yeah. into well i'll just keep using my shotgun <laughs> but yeah well, I've I've said it before. I'll say it again. You know, God designed turkeys to be shot with shotguns. Yeah. I mean, that's just it's not that you can't use another method. Um, and I I would love I would love to shoot one with a bow. I would love to go like every other type of hunting. I would like to gravitate towards bow only. Um, I I really love archery, 
but it just doesn't make sense to me to not use a shotgun exactly yeah that's just that's part like bow hunting a turkey doesn't feel like it's got the same like traditional just like i'm going turkey hunting feel to it you know exactly yeah and i think that's kind of why i've you know stayed away from that i mean i've seen countless videos on youtube of people doing it and it looks great but i mean what happens if it's 11 o'clock and in missouri and you gotta get on the ground and start walking i mean i think it would be pretty cool to get like a a decoy that attaches to my bow and kind of reap one that way i i did this past year use a uh the you know the scoot and shoot for the first time ever and opening day greatest experience that i've ever had i had three long beard i was walking across this field i was chasing another bird and these (laughs) i just i'm kind of hiding behind my decoys i'm running across this short field and i look and i just see like one head redhead sticking straight up and i'm like oh there goes my morning (laughs) and then i kind of like squat down and i look and i see two more heads pop up i'm like they're probably gonna run but I'm going to stay right here. And I kind of look down and I'm messing with my gun and I don't see them. And then I look the other side of my decoy and they're about 20 yards running straight at me as fast as I can. <laughs> and I'm like trying to cut to get them to stop, but they're coming to kick my butt. And yeah, I, sh- I shot one of them and they didn't get, I mean, it wasn't until I got up and grabbed my bird that those birds weren't going to, mess with me anymore i threw my decoy down and they were still goblin and <laughs> then they jumped and ran off when they saw i wasn't yeah movie. but that that was a lot of fun i'm gonna yeah, try that's... to do it again this year but yeah that sounds like that would be a blast and you know i think yeah i i would love like i said i would love to shoot one with a bow but it just i don't know it doesn't seem as fun like for me personally, like my buddy Tom, he has he has land over in Illinois, and um, last year he set up a blind, shot one with a bow, and it just seems to me like, for me, all of the fun in turkey hunting is locating, hearing that gobble, and trying to move, and then locating, hearing it, and actually working into that bird, and then then obviously you hit a point where yeah, you sit down, you shut up, yeah, um, which that can be a challenge all in itself when to sit down, when to shut up. Yeah. Um, I know last year it, there was a, a particular bird. I heard him. He's farther off and like, you know how like, I'm playing the game Yeah. and I just got too aggressive and it was, it was a little bit windy. So I couldn't hear him all that well. And I, I think I misjudged how far he was. And I just, I, I rookie mistake. I just kept yelping trying trying to get him to answer um i guess that's a good kind of question for like a newer hunter Mm -hmm. how do you how do you kind of figure out when it's time to push and when it's time to just sit down and shut up yeah um that's a great question and especially i think that's a great like you're saying a great topic for the new guys because i love to just call i love to hear him gobble I could, <laughs> That's... I could care less to kill a bird. I just want to like work one if I'm being completely honest. Um, yeah. but I mean, there was, there's been, there was a situation four years ago that I had two birds on a string, you know, and they were committed. They were 
you know, it was every 20 yards, they'd gobble. I'd call, they'd gobble, and then I'd stop. 20 yards closer, gobble, and I'm like, okay, I don't need to call. They're coming. Um, yeah. And they did. They came right in. You know, me and my buddy doubled up. Um, awesome. Yeah, that was a blast. Um, and then last year, kind of the same situation, chasing another bird, and these these birds 300 yards away start gobbling. And I'm like, okay, I don't need to worry about these guys. There's one 40 yards on this hillside, you know, and then 200 yards, 100 yards, 75. And I'm like, okay, these birds are coming down a stream. <laughs> I need to sit and shut up. But that other bird, he was just standing on that hill gobbling. He had no interest in coming to me. Yeah. Um, and so I ended up missing one of those birds, which, I mean, it was bound to happen. Getting them on a string. I can't, yeah. can't get that lucky all the time, <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. There's also been situations where I've been calling like crazy and those birds will come in. You know, I think oftentimes like there's been situations where I've spooked a lot of birds because they get so close, don't see a hen. And that was yeah. kind of the problem with those birds is, you know, this past year, I left my vest behind and a little bit of the black on my vest was showing as I was yeah. sneaking on this other bird. And I mean, they didn't see a hen. And so they got a little nervous and kind of hung out around 40 yards away, which is a totally doable shot. But I like to stay within 30 yards, you know, 35 yeah. yards. But I mean, they just, yeah, didn't see a hen. And kind of just tried to skirt on out of there before I took a shot. And I don't know, there's, I'm trying to think of a specific situation where calling a lot played in my favor really well. Um, other than locating a bird, I don't think I've had crazy amounts of luck, just hammering off every single time they gobble. You know, I like to wait. Yeah. After the third gobble, like in a row, then I'll call again. And yeah, I I like to keep pretty conservative when I call. Um, that being said, I'll call every 10 minutes to get one to fire up, which right. I don't really recommend that either. I think <laughs> I just get a little too impatient and I get ready for birds yeah. to start moving. But yeah. Yeah, I, I think that's one of the biggest demises of especially inexperienced turkey hunters. Um, and I'm speaking as one of them. Um, it's kind of like you, what you were saying, like when you hear that first gobble, you just want to hear another one yeah. and you want to hear another one and you can get really carried away, really roped in. Like you get scared. Like if, if you know, you and he hammers right back and you do it again, he hammers right back and then you do it again. And then he doesn't make any noise. Yeah. And all of a sudden you're like, oh no, where'd he go? Exactly. Yeah. Well, for for newer guys, be aware, like, that happens a lot. Yeah. Um, you're gonna you're gonna get them fired up and they go silent. Yeah. You know, it doesn't happen every time, but they will go silent. Yeah. And that's gonna make you get impatient. It's gonna make you wanna get up and move. Um, this is where I've said on on Instagram a few times now sit down and when you feel like it's time to sit to to get up and move sit down for 10 more minutes 
give yourself that 10 more minutes every single time because I can't tell you the how many stories and how many times it's happened to me where, okay, he's not making any, any noise. He's either gone or whatever the deal is. I got to go find him. And you find him because when you stand up, you watch him run off. Yep. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And honestly, like when they stop gobbling, they're coming right to you. I mean, they're yeah. they're hot on it. I mean, that those birds that I doubled up with one of my buddies, um, I mean, like I said, they were gobbling every 20 yards and then about 50 yards they stopped. And so I'm like, okay, I need to locate these birds. I don't know where they are. And then they gobble. 10 yards behind me and so i mean they're looking for you they're coming quick and yeah i think those situations where you're calling out a bird they're hammering and coming i would just like every five six gobbles just let out a yelp because they know exactly where you are and they're gonna yeah they're gonna come right to the exact spot my grandpa's told me stories of birds that he's killed where he's just sat next to a tree let out a few clucks and just took a nap and then an hour later bird gobbles 20 yards from him and wakes <laughs> up and kills him yeah i mean it happens and it happens a lot and i think i need to learn to be more patient doing that but it's just it's so much to... fun to just call and run and yeah yeah i was gonna say it's it's hard especially you know when for for like guys like us where like i love just the the hunt of run and gun yeah. like i love it you know it's it's hard to sit past a half hour you know you want to just get up and move and especially again another thing for for guys if you're going into your first season this year um along with them shutting up i can't prove this because i don't follow turkeys around but i've heard from plenty of guys that have a lot of experience that you may hear them or you may call and not hear anything um, and that bird might go silent, uh, if they did gobble one time, uh, they, they, how do they explain it? Basically the Turkey has an agenda and he added you to the list. Mm -hmm. You're just not up next. Yeah. So he may be headed somewhere first and then come back around. And I think that's where that 10, 10 to 20 minute buffer where you just need to sit down. Um, but I mean, I'm sure you've heard too, like stories where, like you said, with your grandpa, it, it's been it's over an hour before that turkey finally gets you you're finally next in line and now they're gonna come check you out and understand like uh like trevin was saying those birds with their their senses they know when they hear you especially if they gobble kind of letting you know they heard you they know exactly what tree you're on like what like they know exactly where to go yeah. so they're not going to get lost coming for you. And that's one thing I was, you know, you worry about, you're like, Oh, where's he, where'd he go? I don't hear him. Mm -hmm. He knows, you know, more likely than not, he's going to come back around to you. Yeah. So, yeah. And I mean, the countless number of times that I've, you know, had a gobbler hammering back, there's a lot of times that there's a hen with them. And she's yeah. on, like yeah. you're saying on the agenda right then, you know, it's her turn, right. You know, you're down on the, you list a little bit and yeah, I don't know if I've ever heard it better than that. Like they do have a system like getting up, going to work, you know, you have your daily schedule, they got their schedule and they're yeah. going to follow that schedule, you know, until 10, 11 o'clock. And they're like, all right, where are the girls at? I need to find, right. you know, I need to find someone. And 
I mean, every time I've struck in, you know, a bird up at 10 or 11, it most of the time has resulted in a dead bird. And yeah, I don't, I don't know. I'm trying to, like, I know a lot of the birds that I've, I've, I've done a lot of scouting, you know, about a week before season opens, you know, for the week and the patterns of birds, they're very just like, just like us. They do the same thing with an off day doing something else. And so, yeah, I think you put it perfectly. They got an agenda and you're the last on the agenda (laughs) and they're going to come to you whenever it's your turn. Right. So I don't want to close this thing down without talking about Beatty custom calls. Um, like I said earlier on, guys, he he's making excellent sounding calls. They look great. They sound great. They feel great. So how did that thing come to be? Yeah. Um, so kind of like we were talking before, I went on my honeymoon and, you know, I we roll up to this uh, river in Arkansas where – you know, we're, we're going to go fish, you know, just take some time. It's a really nice day in October. And, you know, we go down there and there's just slate everywhere. 12 months out of the year, Turkey are on my mind. And so I see slate and I'm like, I wonder, you know, I know NWTF posted some, you know, videos of them using pieces of slate to make calls. And, um, I was like, I mean, if they can do it, I can do it. I mean, let's try it. Let's see what happens. And, you know, I pick up a few pieces. I get home, grab my striker and I'm like, yeah, I need to, I need to make something with this. And so I'm deer hunting all year. There's this turtle shell that's like sitting under the cedar tree all year. And I, I'm like, I'm going to pick it up next time. And the last day of season, I actually like picked it up and you know, my cousin, um, Connor was helping me, you know, cut it, like, you know, glue it together to where there's kind of like a chamber, um, for noise to amplify. And I glued the slate on top and I mean, it didn't sound great, but I was (laughs) pumped to, uh, you know, just to see that like come together because I'm, I'm pretty positive. That's what native Americans used to use. And, you know, they got creative with it and, you know, not, I'm really not trying to brag, but I've, I've killed a lot of birds and I've experienced a lot of turkey hunting. So I thought it would be so cool to try something new. And then I talked to my wife one day, I was like, I wonder if I could just start making real like pot calls. She was like, I mean, yeah, I I think we can wait until next year. And I was like, nah, if I got something in my mind, I got to start now. And, you know, she was kind of against it at first, but she quickly came around. She was like, if you're going to do this then let's jump into it, let's do what we need to do. And that was really all I needed to, you know, just start kind of get it going. Um, I've sold a handful of calls now and it's, I'm just, the whole reason I started the company was first and foremost to, you know, share the gospel through, you know, conversation that I can make with people. And, you know, like through some of the strikers, um, I've started engraving, um, so some of my favorite Bible verses on, and, um, I really started doing that just this past week. And my wife's been helping me with that, but 
you know, I'm, I'm just praying that that strikes up a, you know, like, Oh, what, what Bible verse is this? And, yeah. you know, kind of just stirs like the affection towards Jesus more, you know, through seeing, you know, like, Oh, this is God's creation. You know, like you, you know, like we prayed earlier, you know, if it wasn't for Jesus, we wouldn't be able to experience that. And, Absolutely. you know, I just want to give him all the glory, you know, for this company. And, you know, I, I think, you know, the second I start getting a big head about this is all me is yeah not necessarily <laughs> when it's all going to crash down, but when I think I need to stop because this is all right. about him and I'm going to use this as a platform to amplify his name and to encourage others to get outdoors and turkey hunt, but also spend time in creation and get to know Jesus because he is, you know, our savior. And yeah, I just want to tell others about that because that is very important to me. Um, along like, you know, my, my other like selfish reason for starting the company is I'd love to just see how many birds people can kill and see if these work, yeah. you know, I'm really excited. Like, I'm just very thankful for all the feedback that I've gotten is like a lot of people are just like, man, these calls sound really good. And I'm like, I just started like, Woodhaven's been doing this for years and you know I love those guys they make incredible calls and I'm just like what you know praise God you know thank you for trusting me you know to supply you with a call this year you know I'm excited to see you guys kill birds yeah and I I own you know quite a few quite a few different types of pot calls and uh I definitely, you know, my Woodhaven Cherry Crystal, um, I'll, I'll use that till the day I die or till it breaks. My wife, that was my first one my wife got me. Um, and she had my, my boy's Mm -hmm. picture put in the, on the soundboard. Um, but as you know, as we talked about, that's not going to work all the time. And, uh, I have not found another call that fit the bill, um, like yours did. And it's no joke. I mean, I'm not sitting here to, you're on the show, so I'm going to tell you how great it is. I've tried other calls. Um, I've tried other people's calls. Your calls sound just as good as the top-notch calls that I've tried. Um, and it's crazy because, you know, I I don't know everything that goes into making a pot call. Like, I don't know, you know, did you go on Google and how do you make what You know, yeah. like, I don't know how you figured it out, but they sound excellent, like legitimately good. It's not... They're not just like, yeah, I'm going to tell you they're great. And it's not going to actually go in my vest. <laughs> like I'm going to rely heavily on that call this year. Like it, it does sound that good. And it's kind of the call you made me, which was ceramic. Mm-hmm. Um, originally, you know, I was like, Hey, maybe a slate mm-hmm. call, uh, that ceramic call it's, you can, you can run it nice and soft and just real sweet, like the slate, but that, that joker gets loud too. Yeah you can get a real loud, hard rasp, um, out of that thing too. Uh, it, I, I have just really enjoyed it. And that's why I'm annoying the shit out of my family <laughs> with it. Cause I, you know, I'm always just sitting there yeah. yeah, over and over. I mean, honestly, it's sitting just so you know, I'm telling you the truth. Heck it's, yeah, man. it's right here. It's uh, my best. That's awesome. You know, I appreciate that. Yeah. Like Actually, my biggest thing, you know, if, 
if I wouldn't use it, you know, if, if I don't have faith in it working and if I wouldn't go out and have confidence in using it, I'm not going to sell it to somebody, you know? And that's kind of whenever you approached me with like, Hey, can you make me a slate call? I'm looking to get really soft, you know? And I mean, I, I assume you hunt primarily pretty, pretty flat land and, you know, with some like river, you know, river, creek creek bottom. Yeah. And I was just like, man, if he could just have like, I, cause I'd use ceramic, you know, in the, the Ozark Hills, you know, the, you know, and I loved my ceramic call. And so I was like, slate would be good, but let me just try to put you on the ceramic. And if you like it, great. If not, I'll make you a slate one. And that's no big deal. Um, but yeah, I mean, if I have faith in it, um, then that's what I'm going to put out. I'm not going to, you know, just try to pass something off as like, Oh, this might, this might work, you know, right. Give it a, give it right. a try. No, <laughs> I mean, and that's why I'm very thankful. I have a lot of friends that Turkey hunt so they can be, you know, real critiques of me and be like, Hey, oh, I yeah. like this. Hey, you know, try something different, see what you think. And, you know, luckily enough, the consensus have been, you know, pretty even across the board of like, Hey, these sound really good. And I mean, my biggest approval was my dad being like, yeah, can you make me one of those same calls you? And I was like, yeah, man, that's not, I'm not to brag, but that kind of just solidified that I'm the best turkey hunter in my family for me. (laughs) And yeah, but it's always cool to get dad's approval of like, Hey, you know, that's a good sounding call because he's the one that taught me you know, he showed yeah. me everything. I had some of his calls that he handed me down. So if he wants to use my call, I think it's pretty, you know, I think it's, if it's good enough for him, it's good enough for a lot of people. And so. Yeah. Oh yeah. And, and you know, a dad, like, well, if you've got a good dad, like a good, good dad, he's not going to tell you, no buddy, it sounds great. Yeah. And then turn around and be like, Oh, that sounds yeah. <laughs> like a good dad's going to shoot you straight, yeah. you know? And when you, you know, you get dad's approval on something. Uh, it does. It does mean a lot, yeah. especially, you know, when you, your dad, who's turkey hunted his, you know, his whole life and he taught you. And when that guy, it's just like that, that final stamp of approval yeah. that, yeah, this, this thing is legit. Cause this guy's not going to bullshit. Yeah, me, exactly. You know? And I mean, just even whenever I started turkey hunting by my, like on my own, um, I mean, there was a lot of, I don't want to say criticism, but like more along the lines of criticism and like, Hey, you know, that's not going to work. But I think that's where I learned like the scoot and shoot. He was like, dude, that's, that's too big. It's going to spook birds. And I'm like, no, it's early in the season. I really think this is going to work. And he was like, well, you can try it, but don't let me say I told you so. And then (laughs) eight o'clock in the morning, I end up killing my bird. And so I think just like the time and time again where he's like, ah, I don't think that's going to work in me doing it. And it works has kind of brought him like, okay, you know, these calls, if Trevin yeah. thinks they'll work, then they might work. And I think that's the <laughs> biggest compliment there is being able to be like, Hey dad, I think you, you'd like this call. And he'd be like, yeah, I like that call. And so, yeah. But yeah. Well, that's awesome, man. Well, hey, I really appreciate hanging out with you tonight. Thanks so much for coming on here with me. Um, 
I'm I'm so excited to use this call. I can't wait for turkey season. I know we're all just sitting here just chomping at the bit. Like it seems so close, but it's still so far away. But you know, we're it'll be here before we know it. And yeah, I'm I'm definitely this is gonna be the first uh first Yelp of the season for sure. Um this is my uh this is gonna this well, it's in my starting lineup, but it's it's gonna be first up to bat. We'll uh we'll send that one out first and then we'll see what old Woodhaven needs to do after that. But I don't think Woodhaven's going to have to do much because this thing is sweet. Um, but yeah, Hey man, let everybody know where they can find you online. Where, where can they find Beatty custom calls if they're interested and you guys should be. And uh, this isn't a situation where I'm partnering with them or anything. I really, honestly, these are great, great, great calls. So tell them where they can check you. Yeah. Out. I, uh, I'm on Facebook and I'm primarily on Instagram. I'm a lot more active on Instagram, but um, at Beatty Custom Calls is my Instagram tag. And then just Beatty Custom Calls on Facebook. Um, and then the email's the same, Beatty Custom Calls. I know after a lot of my parents' friends were like, hey, I want to buy a call, but I don't use social media. I was like, maybe I should get an email for the <laughs> older crowd or the younger yeah. crowd that uses email. Um, but yeah, uh, Beatty Custom Calls, that's pretty much across the board everything. I got a website coming soon that my wife I'm not very website savvy but my wife's Nobody helping is. me helping me put one together <laughs> and I mean that that'll be up very soon so that'll make it a lot easier but yeah well good deal man guys check him out um Beatty custom calls if you're looking for a new pot call um correct me if I'm wrong but you you offer pretty much any surface that they would be interested in yeah um I mean I got copper uh my favorite, um, I have two favorites right now, and it's the two that I'm going to primarily run this year, is uh, Black Aluminum and mm. um, a Red Slate. And, I mean, those those two surfaces, and I'm not, you know, trying to upsell those, but those two are my favorite. And, I mean, actually, after I posted that, uh, it's it's called the Oaky Mud. Um, if yeah. If you guys are curious about my favorite call, it's the Oaky Mud. My wife named it. She's really proud of that name. And, uh, <laughs> I mean, that call is just, I mean, it's versatile, but it also, in my opinion, I mean, it just hits those notes that real hens will hit that you won't expect a regular slate call to make. And that's the Paduke wood and red slate put together with the glass soundboard. Um, but yeah, uh, after that call, I mean, there was like five guys that were like, Hey, can you make me that exact call? My dad being <laughs> one of them, he was like, can you make me that exact That's call? That's awesome. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's a fun journey and, you know, I thank the Lord every morning that, you know, I'm able to do this, um, for him and if, and I give him full, you know, permission, if I start making this about myself to, uh, knock me down real quick and. Yep. Not let me forget where yep. this this comes from. Awesome, dude. Well, guys, again, check him out. Great calls, great company. Um, now, to, after talking to you, I didn't realize you know you're you're a Christian um, and not afraid to share it, and I appreciate that too. Um, so you've got my you've got my customer ship, or if that's even a word, <laughs> for the rest of your uh, time. Well, but, I appreciate uh, it. 
Guys, check him out at Beatty Custom Calls on Instagram and everywhere else he mentioned. Um, make sure you're checking us out too or you're following us over on Instagram. Um, we're on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. Um, we're at Antler Feather Co. on all of those. I think we're floating around Twitter too. That kind of gets the scraps from everything else. But if you guys learned something, if you enjoyed this show, if you've got uh, something new you can take in the woods with you, please like, subscribe, share, rate, and review. When you guys do that, um, it just helps me get this show in front of more people. Um, obviously, we want to grow this show, um, not for selfish reasons, not because I want to try to make a million bucks off this thing, but because I want to reach as many new hunters, as many experienced hunters and I, as I can. So when you guys do all that stuff, that allows the show to spread and it allows me to keep bringing great guests on like we had tonight. So, oh, I got, I'm, I forgot my own tagline, which is ultimately going to make you more deadly in the woods. I almost ruined my own show, but Hey guys, we will, uh, we'll catch up with you guys next week. This is the antler and feather coat podcast. You are listening to the Antler and Feather Co. Podcast.